Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And uh, what it, it is not rainy. I got to tell you, it was absolutely awesome. It rained like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, it it rained more in five days than I think it did all of last year. I'm not kidding. All of last year, we got more rain in like five days than all of last year combined. Uh, we had a, a men's league golf event yesterday. But I got I, I, I to just tell you, I'm like, there's no way we're going to play. Right? It, it's, it's raining, it's this, it's that. Uh, I pick up my buddy, though. You know, we, 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 we go out there. We had we had a 10-20 tee time. So we were the, the – me and our group, they always send us off last. Uh, you know, you can judge as to why that is. Uh, but we had the last tee times of the group. And, you know, Phoenix is a big place. Big place. Just because it's raining, you know, in Mesa or Scottsdale or Tempe doesn't mean it's raining in Phoenix or the West Valley. You know, it's big. And they're like, yeah, no, it's not raining. Come on. Right? And all these other groups are playing. We're driving. Uh, we're driving on the 101 to go play golf. In all, and there's black clouds everywhere. And, and we just get this, this giant burst on the freeway of rain. It's, it poured so hard. You, you could barely see. I mean, everybody was going like 20 miles an hour. And it, it, it only, you know, it, 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 these things are pretty small. It only went like for a mile or two. And I, I looked at my buddy Hans, and he's, and I'm like, should we just turn around? There's no way. He goes, ah, we're almost there. You know, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. And we drive there. And by the time we get to the course, which is only another three or four miles away, it's barely sprinkling there. I mean, it's raining. And they say, nope. You know, you guys are next up, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're playing. And so we tee off. By the end of the first hole, it is starting to rain significantly harder. And we, we had teed off on the second hole, and here comes the Ranger. And the, and the Ranger's like, hey, listen, they've agreed. Because you got to remember, most of these other guys, they played the whole round without any rain. And it's a, it was a tournament. They're like, hey, if you guys want to stop right now, you stop right now. We'll just uh, credit you for the next event. And, and I, I looked at Hans, and we were golfing with our other buddy, Brett. And we're like, eh, you know. And I, and I threw out, I go, you know, if we finish this hole, It'll only have cost us $30 a hole. And if we can play a few more holes, you know, blah, blah, blah. We said, ah. And, and, and the Rangers like, I don't think it can get any worse. That's what he said. And we're like, yeah, okay. You know, and we keep going. A couple of our buddies, they quit, but we keep going. And on the third hole, it starts to let up. And we're like, oh, okay, hey, great. Yeah, the fourth and fifth hole, it starts pouring again. And, and, I, and I made the announcement, and that's it. I'm quitting after the ninth hole. 
But I said, you know, it reminded me of a kid. Remember uh, every once in a while it would rain and you'd go play football? You know, and you'd have like the mud bowl, you know. That was kind of what it was. I mean, there's standing water in the fairways. You know, you're you just, so we kind of turned, you know, we're, we're just completely soaked. And uh, long story short, by the ninth hole, it stopped raining, didn't rain again. We ended up playing the whole thing. I had a lot of fun doing it. It got really, really wet. Uh, but that's the thing about living in a state like Arizona where it never rains. You just want to enjoy it. And there was no lightning, which was obviously uh, a, a huge reason why we could still play. Uh, let's just put it this way. Uh, did not win. Uh, one hole on the seventh hole. And we got to remember, this is a tournament. So you can't do the, okay, this green's messed up. Everything's a two-putt. That's kind of what you would do uh, with your buddies. But the seventh hole, because it had just been downpouring. Half the green, there was about a 10 by 20 area where it's standing water. We had to putt around the water to get to the side of the green where you could get to to the hole. It was it was a mess. But, but anyhow, we had a lot of fun, uh, and uh, we got to act like little kids for a little while. But I think, I think that may be it for the rain, but it was fantastic. I just heard the commercials in Colorado. Horrible droughts everywhere. As you know, I'm heading up to Lake Powell. Uh, I'll be there uh, Wednesday through through Saturday. Uh, we're going to get a lot more information on the water crisis that's happening uh, and, and update everybody on that when we get back. And I did this show once. But there's a lot of states, well, about half, the blue states, that are still paying all the extra money to stay unemployed. When we get back, the state of Illinois, how much does the average person in the state of Illinois uh, make going to work? And how much does the average person in the state of Illinois make not going to work? You're not going to want to miss it. And again, this just tells you how much things are actually going to cost to get people back to work. And it's going to be so much more than what we're paying now. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dot. 809 Patriot Radio News Hour. And, and, and this is what we're up against. See, th- this is the problem. I love free. Who doesn't love free? Right? You know, buy one, get one free. Or this is free, that's free. But we know nothing's free. You know, our parents used to tell us there's no such thing as a free lunch, right? You can't get something for nothing. I know they're all just cliches, but but it's true. In 1964, that's the year that we stopped putting silver in the coins, right, into the dimes and the quarters and the halves went on uh, at a smaller amount for a few more years after that but 1964 the minimum wage was a dollar 15 an hour i think it was two dollars in 1971 the difference was with the minimum wage you could rent an apartment by yourself you could have a vehicle right you could you could, you could live 
with a minimum wage job. Obviously, today we know that's not possible. But let's use uh, Illinois as an example. Their unemployment rate is 7.2%. Okay, now, that is the small rate. Okay, That's not actually reflective of all the other extra uh, benefits you go into a different bucket after 26 weeks, but 7.2 percent as of uh, July 15th. So this was what you know two weeks ago. That was the eighth highest in the nation. Yet there's job vacancies like Illinois is no different than anywhere. Job vacancies everywhere. They say the average person in the state of Illinois makes $55,770. Now, this is an average number. Illinois is home to a lot of Fortune 500 companies. Right? They have the Chicago Mercantile Exchange there. There's a lot of, of uh, high-paying jobs in Illinois. So when you take an average, that's much higher than if you did the median, right? The median would be take the guy that made the highest paid guy, and let's just say that guy made $20 million, okay? And he was the CEO of whatever, I don't know, some P&G, whatever, I don't know. And the lowest paid person in the state of Illinois, so that means the, low, the lowest person working, and let's just say that person was working uh, part-time and he made $12,000. And then you go boom, 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 all the way to the middle. Where, hey, half the people in the state that are working make more than this. Half the people make less than this. That, that number would probably be in the mid-30s, okay? And, and, but the, the average, 55000 if that person decided, I don't want to do that. I'm just going to stay home and collect all the unemployment that Illinois and the federal government allow. That person would make 51000 So a $4,000 difference between being employed and unemployed in Illinois. Now, the fact of the matter is, really, at $51,000, they're probably making more than 65, maybe even 70% of all people working in the state of Illinois. Because remember, that's an, that 55000 is an average. So to not work in the state of Illinois, you get to make 70% more. Well, you get to make more than 70% of the people that are working by staying home. And you got to remember, if you had kids, right, there's no child care cost involved. There's no getting to and from work. Right? Think about, I mean, just, just getting to and from work, just saving in gas alone probably covers the other four grand. In Illinois... Is not alone. 
The problem is employers can't compete with the approximate $35 an hour unemployed workers have made in Illinois over the last four months. Wow, so think about this. It actually got higher. Because that equals, I just did quick math, 40 hours a week, $35 an hour. That's almost $73,000. How could they get even more than the 51? Well, you have other benefits that you're getting besides unemployment. Enhanced unemployment benefits weren't part of the 51000 Right, an extra 300 bucks. Tax credits and stimulus payments. So think about that, that, that this is what they would have to make, $35 an hour. And, and I bring this up because this is what we're all up against. Even at, at 52, 51, it's almost 52,000, by the way, in unemployment. That's not enough to live. And I wonder, and I don't know how it works, but if you had two people unemployed in your house, you'd make a hundred grand. If that is worth not working, what is actual work worth anymore? And how do you how do you suppose this gets better? What happens when all of this eventually runs out? Because it's not like the state of Illinois. Let's face it. We all know this. The, you know, California's bad. New York's bad. New Jersey's bad. Michigan, nobody's worse than Illinois. No one has more debt than the state of Illinois. I have a son that lives there. Believe me, we know. It's almost impossible to see. How this inflation story ends. Because when you look at all of these things, this is really what it took, right, to, to, to get us to this point. We gave out something for nothing, and we just kept giving it. You gotta remember now, a lot of people are 18 months into this thing. This is a pattern. And now, of course, remember what I told you last week. They're trying to figure out a way to reduce people's mortgages that, that aren't going back to work. They're talking about paying bonuses to return to work. What kind of bonus would you have to pay? If you and your wife, could you, I, I, would, I need to live in Illinois. <laughs> Actually, I don't. If you and your wife are unemployed, you're, you're pulling in over a hundred grand a year. I mean, that's a pretty good gig. And now you got to think about what's it going to cost us to get these people back to work. And the answer really is they actually did some math uh, along all of the receipts, maximum unemployment benefits which is based upon the average wage of a person paying into unemployment, $805 if you're single. That's 505 from the state, 300 from the, you know, the, the bonus. 
because lower wage individuals are more likely to collect unemployment benefits. They're saying that across all receipts, the average benefit paid out was $364.76, and this is in Illinois, plus the other 300 bucks. The average benefit being paid per person was $664.76, or, or just under $34,000 a year. However, when you added a child to the mix, just one, that's how you got to the 51000 So there you have it. So this is what it's going to cost. We need minimum wage to pay about $50,000 a year. And remember what I told you guys about redefining poverty in America. If you're making less than 150,000 and you're married, not single, married, 75,000 if you're single, anything below that, the government has handout programs for you. Anything under 150,000, the government has handout programs. Now some of them, you know, they're not you know, if you you got to have kids of a certain age and whatnot, but irregardless. This is what is happening to our society right now. We let the government step in. We let the government get involved. And now all of a sudden, a person who wasn't working is now getting paid 50-something thousand dollars. It's absolutely crazy. Now, Grant, be fair. Be fair with the double. They have to have a child to get to 51. They don't have a child, right? Then you're looking at about 34. But so think about it. If you're not working and you got a girlfriend, she's not working, right? Between the two, you're still making 70. And they're telling you that there's going to be no inflation. It's not going to happen. This is what really is happening to the value of the dollar. Think about, think about really where we're at. You know, the nat, what is it, the federal minimum wage is still, I think, still seven dollars fifty cents. Nobody, nobody's going to work for seven fifty. No, here in Arizona, I think we're at twelve or twelve and a half. I think that's the minimum, and nobody will work for that. Nobody. And, and so what happened? Is it the value of the work? They got let, I mean, did the, and I don't care what job it is. Did the cart getter job at Walmart change? No. Did the cashier job change? Right? Did, did cooking the, the food at the restaurant change? Being a bartender, a waiter, a waitress, did that change? No. Only one thing changed. It was the value of the money you were. And Jay Powell and Janet Yellen, and unfortunately all of our elected politicians, because let's just face it, isn't it just easier to give them money? Oh, I feel bad. 
And this has turned us now into a nation. Think about this. We were a great nation. We used to produce so much in this country. You know, now when you go out to the ports, you see all those cargo containers. That's not cargo containers loaded up with U.S. products in it, ready to go out. It's the other way around. It's loaded up with stuff produced somewhere else trying to get in. And now we have a situation where about 14 million people are sitting at home collecting anywhere from 30 to 50 plus thousand dollars a year not to work. All paid for by the people that are working. How much longer can this really go on? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. I mean, just, it's so simple to see. And it's so frustrating uh, when you watch, like, you know, Wall Street wants to ignore it. The bond market wants to ignore it. The Fed keeps lying to us. But they're running out of time. Here's a big number out while we were talking. New home sales. So remember, we had existing home sales Friday. $366,000 on an existing home. Uh, new home sales. Here's what's funny. This is how good the media is. They always, oh, there's certain things they always tell you on this report. The annual rate of sales, right? Okay, how many units? They always say whether it was plus or minus the previous month. Of course, the previous month always gets adjusted, so it's kind of a skewed thing. But still, did we do sell more houses or less? And then they always tell us what the average price was. Always. They didn't. At least I haven't seen it yet. It's not out in this report which is baffling to me because they always put it in there. I'll find it. But here's what happened. This was a June number. Sales fell 6.6%. That's a lot. Uh, They were expecting a level of 795,000 homes annually. That new homes, just under 800,000. It was down to 676,000. So figure, you know, 676,000 divided by 50, right, divided by 12. You can do the math. But way down, it's the worst number for new home sales in over a year. It was 20% below June of 2020. But prices still were up 6%, but they don't tell me what the price was. So I've got to guess. My, my guess is probably about, you know, somewhere in the 385 to 395 range. That, that's my guess. So right around 400000 
They're back now to over a just over a six-month supply. So that's what they considered to be healthy, by the way. But then they went on to say some really interesting things about housing right now. Most of the home buying in new homes is on the higher end of the market. So my 395, I may be like maybe over 400. As builders cannot afford to put up affordable homes. So actually what you're saying is the majority of the home buying may not be at the higher end of the market at all. Right? Because what you said was, hey, listen, home builders can't build them any cheaper. I mean, that's what you said. Here's what they also said. Soft wood lumber. Now, yes, we know it spiked more than 300% during the pandemic, right? Well covered. But I've been telling you about lumber, haven't I? About how much more expensive it is right now, even after the correction. Well, it has fallen back dramatically. And now, of course, we're, it's starting to rise again, by the way. It's still up 75% from 2019. So forget the pandemic. Go back to normal times. And by the way, I can tell you right now, lumber prices have doubled. Okay, they'll say 75%. It's doubled. And they also said other prices are significantly more expensive. There are shortages of appliances, labor, and affordable lots. The, uh, the, they said the moderation in home sales is likely a combination of sticker shock and the slowdown in the ability of builders to finish homes because of a variety of delays. So really think about what they're saying. They're saying, well, listen, a lot of that number, yeah, okay, prices are way more expensive. But they just can't finish them. Otherwise, the number would have been higher. Now, how much higher? I don't know. They said that things are going to get more and more difficult for home buyers. Or for, I'm sorry, for home builders. They said that higher, that higher mortgage rates, which we haven't really seen yet, would mean significant damage to the home building industry as a whole. So, in other words, they're letting people know, saying, hey, listen, Jay Powell, Federal Reserve, don't think about tapering. Don't think about raising rates. Because if you do, the market's going to collapse. But what they just said was, hey, listen, everything's so expensive and demand and this and that. I mean, wouldn't that be a good thing? If housing really slowed down, wouldn't lumber prices fall? Wouldn't stuff like appliances that were hard to, wouldn't they become more available? I, I'm just saying. 
See, this, this is the problem. And this is what we're up against. And now you got people, hey, listen, I'm making 50 grand not working. Why would I go back to work? You better pay me 75. It's a very, very interesting dynamic. And this is really what's going to play out. We're in the lull. We're, you know, if this was a storm, picture like a big hurricane. Now, I've never been in a hurricane, don't want to be in one. But they say the eye is very calm. And doesn't that feel like where we're at right now? We're kind of in this calm spot. Everything's getting more expensive. But the government's still paying a lot of people a lot of money. And we've got supply problems. We've got labor costs starting to skyrocket. How soon until the next shoe drop? Pinterado News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 809510592. Very interesting things playing out. Uh, you know, I, I have a lot of friends. Uh, business owners in all sorts of areas. Uh, the guy I talked to about for the restaurants and the bars. I, I asked Dave, I saw him this week, and I said, Dave, what's going on with prices? I said, chicken come down at all? <laughs> he just laughed. He goes, everything more expensive. He goes, especially meat prices. Especially meat prices. And then he talked about labor and what it costs to get people to come in and, and all of these all of these other things. And he said, but you know, he goes, it's not just that. Toilet paper for the bathroom. Napkins. The little, uh, you know when they roll up a napkin and they got the silverware inside it and then they got that little uh, uh, piece of paper with the sticky on it to kind of hold it together. You know, all of these things are are rising, and and he and he said he goes, you know, I've already raised prices, but he he sounded a lot like these other CEOs, and he says, but I'm going to have to do it again. And then he goes, it's really s- simple for my business, and he goes, you know, I've got it down pretty much where I know on, on my food, this is where I have to be, and he's got this percentage. And I won't share with you what it is, but he's got a percentage. And he says, anytime I get below that percentage, I don't care what happens. The money at the end of the month becomes less and less. I don't care if I do events, I have promos, I do this. You know, I don't care if it's the playoffs, the Olympics, this, that. It, it doesn't matter. As soon as we go below that percentage, that's it. We start losing money. And now, uh, uh, Miss Shedlock, he he was out uh, writing articles about get ready to pay forty dollars for a hamburger. Now, I don't know about that. I don't want to think that. But you know, I start thinking about uh, the 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 hamburger chains here, like cold beers and cheeseburger 
hamburgers and all this stuff. You know, used to be, you know, a McDonald's hamburger used to be three for a buck. Burger King uh, hamburger, three for a dollar. I mean, I think the Whopper was 59 cents when I was growing up. And now you get, you know, uh, a Big Mac. I don't even know what it is. I don't eat Big Mac, so I can't tell you. But I think it's like 6 7 $8. But he started talking about a $40 to $50 hamburger. It's hard for most Americans to believe that things have gotten so bad so quickly. In fact, even though I write about this stuff almost every day, it's hard for me to believe. I talk about it every day. I still don't believe it. I can't believe we we shut down the economy. I can't. I can't believe we took the money supply and raised it 400%. There's going to be so much. You have no idea how much inflation is going to be. And they just lie. Oh, no, it's not. It's going to be fine. And I don't think most people understand the money supply because they, they, they try to get rid of it. They stop reporting it. So you don't understand. You have no idea how much money they've created and how much of it out there sloshing around. We are watching prices spiral out of control all over the nation. So we just talked about home sales being down 20%. In a year, new home sales twenty percent less year over year, and yet prices are up twenty five percent. That's that doesn't add up, but yet here we are. And and they say that no one knows precisely who to blame. I do. During the pan- pandemic, the po- the politicians have been borrowing and spending and borrowing and spending. Meanwhile, the Federal Reserve is pumping trillions and trillions of dollars into the system. Think about what they said about the recession. We shut down the whole economy. Uh, It lasted two months. That defies logic. But that just tells you how much money they've really created. How much money they've really put out there. And, of course, right now... Uh, just think about the Fed's balance sheet. It's doubled. By January, by the end of January this year, our national debt will be over $30 trillion. The Fed's balance sheet in 2022 will be $9 trillion. So think about it. Sometime in 2022, early, probably the first quarter, maybe second quarter at best, will surpass $40 trillion in debt. Just between the Fed and the government. And it's almost to the point of economic malpractice. That's that's his word. I think it's a great word to describe what we're doing. And believe me, by the time Wall Street and the bond market and the Fed figure it out, it's already too late. It's already too late now. That's my opinion. It's too late now. What inflation number would get them to stop the nonsense 
Instead, you know what I'm seeing right now as I'm talking to you? I'm seeing all these headlines flashing up about the bad housing number. That now means the Fed, they're going to be very, very dovish next week and, and not talk about taper, not talk about anything else because, oh, no, it's bad. Buckle up, be ready, because those that are prepared are going to reap the benefits. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. The gold and silver markets continue to make no sense. Gold's down a couple of dollars, 1800 bucks. I mean, silver's up seven cents, but, I mean, you know, come on. $25.30. But this is why you need to buy it today. That's why you need to buy it now, because it makes no sense. Because believe me, by the time it actually makes sense, it's going to be so much higher. Today, I've got a, a just a great price on $20 Liberties. I've got 75 so that's a good amount. Right, supplies have been a little better. Uh, I've got 75 $20 Liberties. Right now, uh, online, they're at $2,095. I've got 75 for $2,050. This was actually uh, something I was working on with a customer. They had a, a, a closing that got pushed back. So they're, 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 they were, what they were planning to do didn't happen. So now this is out here for all of you. Take advantage, $20 gold Near two thousand bucks, dirt cheap. At eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Think about it. that's that's you know we go those two fifty. Now I'm telling you, twenties at two thousand fifty are dirt cheap. But this is because here's what I know. They took the money supply. They add. They multiplied it by four. So gold was about seventeen hundred bucks before that happened. Multiply it by four is sixty eight hundred dollars. Now, some of it they didn't spend, right? The Fed's balance sheet. They'll say, "Well, we didn't put that out in the economy." Okay, and the banks they they got a trillion, you know, in the repos. Okay, that's five trillion. So. That still leaves the money supply. Even if I give you credit for that, that still means you increase the money supply by 300%. That puts gold at 5100 bucks. That puts silver probably around seventy-five. That that's That's where we're headed. Not because I say so. It's just because that's what they did. I mean, it's pretty simple. Why has everything gotten so ridiculous in price? Because they took the amount of money and they actually they multiplied. I don't care what they say; they multiplied it four times. They added four hundred percent more money out there. It's pretty obvious what's going to happen. And not to mention, what did they do? They, they manipulated interest rates to make it even more attractive. Not counting that either. 
800-951-0592, U.S. $20 gold, uh, $2,050 today. Uh, I'll be here for one more show tomorrow, uh, and then after that I, I will be out of town for the rest of the week. Uh, Jason will be filling in, but uh, it'll be pretty much uh, business as usual here at the Patriot Trading Group. U.S. $20 gold pieces again at 2000 and and fifty. Let me. I'll, I'll check Wall Street. Wall Street here is pretty flat today. They weren't doing a whole lot either. Uh, yeah, up fifteen dollars. So there, there you have it. Uh, gold's down two. Uh, the Dow's up fifteen. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. God bless everybody. I'll be back for one more show this week.